Welcome to the Bureau of Untold Stories. I'm Poppy Hasluck. And I'm Dexter Sharp. The world's stories have gone missing. And it's our mission to find them. We believe it all burns down to one criminal mastermind. The Eraser. But with some outrageous accents, funny sound effects, our unconventional storytelling skills, and your help, we're going to bring him to justice. You can join us by attending one of our live investigations currently being held across the United Kingdom. Or you can tune in regularly to this podcast to keep up to date with the latest cases we've solved. Today's investigation takes place in Stoke-on-Trent, a city known for its world-famous pottery. Locals began making pottery with the abundance of clay and coal in the area as early as the 17th century and its location on the canals made it possible to import the clay used to make fine china from Cornwall. You can still see the bottle-shaped kilns dotted all over town used to fire the pottery. Each one is different, and at the town's peak, there were over 4,000 bottle kilns. The most known of the Stoke-on-Trent potters is probably Josiah Wedgwood, who is credited for turning pottery into a major industry and the company he started still produces highly collectible pieces of pottery today. He was also the grandfather of the English biologist Charles Darwin. You can get a taste for the history of pottery in the area from one of the town's several museums, like the Pottery's Museum and Art Gallery. But pottery isn't the only thing on display at this fantastic museum. You can get up close to history from Anglo-Saxons through to a Victorian street scene. Or some of the local animals. See if you can find the incredibly large pottery peacock in all its glory. Or the hundreds upon hundreds of cow milk jugs. There's so much to see and so much to learn and on a wet, gloomy day it made for the perfect location to meet our newest recruits. The mission was simple. Help us uncover some of the lost stories stolen by the eraser. And thankfully, the recruits were up for the task. We solved a number of cases during this investigation, including this one. Case file. 100801. An epic tale. Isla the horse elephant who sold caravans. Once upon a time, there lived a horse elephant named Isla. Isla sold caravans for a living. She sold big ones, she sold little ones, she sold the in between ones. If you wanted a caravan, the best person to go and talk to was Isla the horse elephant. Isla's dad was a horse. Isla's mom was an elephant. It was a confusing situation that defied the laws of physics and biology. Big ears, short nose, tusks, but very lean and very fast. Every day, Isla sold her caravans to whoever came to her store. She would help them find the perfect caravan, make sure they had the right level of insurance, and show them where all the secret compartments were in their caravan until one fateful day when Rory Nevins appeared. The Rory Nevins? Yes, the star of such books as Rory Nevins Eats a Tomato Part 3, Rory Nevins Goes to Mars, Rory Nevins Ties His Shoes, and Rory Nevins Eats a Cheeseburger but Doesn't Like It and Sends It Back to the Kitchen. Rory Nevins sounds a bit wild. Rory Nevins is a wild character. Now Rory Nevins shows up to buy a caravan on this particular day as he's trying to write the latest story in his series, Rory Nevins Buys a Caravan, a great little tale about a young boy who travels all over the country, driving a car that he shouldn't be driving because he's too young to drive, towing a caravan that he shouldn't be towing because he doesn't even have a license, let alone one that would allow him towing, 
but nevertheless he's driving across the country and staying in caravan parks and holiday parks. It was going to be an amazing new addition to his series. However, Eiler had sold out of caravans. What was Rory Nevins to do? He'd come with a big, giant briefcase, full of money. He'd come wanting to get a caravan. But Isla had turned to him and said, Which is elephant for? I'm sorry, sir, but I do not have any caravans to sell you today. Because of that, Rory got very, very angry. Rory got so angry, he took the whole of Isla the horse elephant's caravan selling shop upside down. And then, to make it worse, Isla's mom walked in. She hadn't seen Isla for years. She took one look around the recently trashed caravan store and said, Wow! Which, of course, is elephant for Isla! What have you done with the place? It's a mess! And, of course, everyone who has a mom or dad or someone who looks after them knows when a person like this says, What have you done to this place? It's a mess! You know you're in the biggest trouble of all times. And you know the first thing you've got to do. You've got to blame the dog. But Isla didn't own a dog. So when Isla said, But Mum, it was the dog. There was an awkward pause. <laughs> said Isla's mom. Which of course is elephant for, I'm withdrawing all the funding from your shop. It's going to be closed down. No one will have caravans anymore. It was a horrible day in the world of tourism for anyone who enjoyed caravans. Isla was so upset. She hopped in her car and drove sadly off into the night, leaving her poor closed-down business behind, with Rory Nevins inside still tipping over things. Because of this horrible day, Isla had to start a whole new life. She drove until she found a little town. It was about three o'clock in the morning when she pulled up in her car. She got out to take a look, and soon decided this was the place to be. It had three shops down the main street. One that sold water. There was a shop that sold fruit and vegetables. And there was another shop that sold hats. The next morning, Isla entered the shop that sold hats and asked the kind person behind the counter, Do you happen to know somewhere I might be able to stay in this town? Hmm. Well, maybe if you buy a hat. You could get the fruit and vegetable stand, because they don't let you buy fruit and vegetable without a hat. And maybe they'll have room for you. Well, how much is that? asked Isla. Four million pounds, replied the hat seller. Luckily, in her back pocket, Isla was carrying four million pounds in 1p coins. Three million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Four million. I've done it. And here's a hat for you. Isla was now the happiest she had been for a long time. Happier than when her mom had evicted her from her caravan shop. Happier than before Rory Nevins had come into the shop and turned her world literally upside down. She took her new hat and placed it on her head and headed to the fruit shop. Hello? Hello? Came the response from inside. Hello, I just bought this hat. I was wondering if you knew somewhere I could stay. Well, you are lucky, because this is a no hat, no service business. So I'm glad you've got the hat. Oh, 
I do know a lady who sells water. She's very hungry for some fruit, so if you were to buy some fruit to share with her, she may let you stay in her house. Well, how much is a piece of fruit? Asked Isla. It's just two million billion pounds. Luckily, Isla had two million billion pounds in her other back pocket, which thankfully was in check form. This was now the happiest Isla had ever been. She had a hat on her head, she had a piece of fruit in her hand, she was about to get herself a house. Everything was much better than when she had her shop turned upside down by Rory Nevins, than when her mother had come in and withdrawn all the funding from her shop. It was time for Isla to move out on her own. Into the water shop she went. Hello. Hello. I have brought you this piece of fruit because I know you're terribly hungry and I was wondering if you had a place I could stay. The shopkeeper took the piece of fruit and gobbled it down. Well, if you could find me somewhere I could set up a caravan business, you could stay here in my water shop and sell water. Now this was an offer that Eiler couldn't refuse. Not only would she have a place to stay, but also a job to do as well. She just had to find somewhere that the water shop owner could go and sell caravans. But where, oh where, would this place be? And then Isla remembered something. A few days ago, a young man named Rory Nevins had come into her life and turned her caravan business upside down. Following that, her mother had come in, confiscated the caravan business, and put the little shop on the market for sale. Isla knew what she had to do. She turned to the lady and said, I know someone selling a caravan business that you would be perfect for. She gave her all the details, and off the water shop owner went to inspect her new business, leaving Eiler the keys to the water shop and the little flat above it. And ever since then, the water shop seller became the caravan seller, selling big caravans and small caravans. She even sold one to Rory Nevins, who released a further wonderful top-of-the-charts book called Rory Nevins Rides at Last. And Isla was as happy as she could be. Every day, the people of the town would bring her pieces of fruit in return for glasses of water. And she would always comment on their lovely hats. In fact, everybody lived happily ever after. I'm so glad we were able to save that story from the clutches of the Eraser Dexter. Me too, Poppy. This week we've also been able to save some other stories too. Really? Yes. We managed to stop one of the Eraser's evil plots to try and steal the memories of some of our listeners' weekends by getting them to encode their adventures in four simple emoji symbols. Oh, I wonder what all those strange codes were on your desk. So this one here is from Stephen. That has little pictures of mountains, feet, a tent, and some drinks. What does that mean? Ah, uh, yeah. That one means Stephen was in the mountains on the hunt for Bigfoot. He was following the footprints of the beast throughout the woods when he came across an old tent. Oh my! He peered into the tent, and there lying fast asleep was Bigfoot! Never! In the flesh! So he snuck up, took a selfie with him, and then headed back to the Adventurers Club, where he presented his photographic evidence. Everyone raised their glasses and gave him a big cheers. And from then on, Stephen was regarded as one of the greatest adventurers of all time. Wow. I can't believe that actually happened. And I can't believe that we managed to keep that story safe from the Eraser with such a simple trick. 
Let's see if you can decipher this one, Poppy. One of our listeners, Tracy, has sent in the following images. Rocket, sun and cloud, ice cream, and airplane. Hmm. I don't know. I'm puzzled. Maybe one of our other listeners can work it out. Create a story that features a rocket, a sun with some clouds, ice cream, and an airplane, and submit it to us via our website at www.brymoreproductions.com B-O-U-S. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can also submit us any other stories you'd like us to keep safe. And you never know, we may even feature them in our future podcasts. Our next live investigations are at the Carlisle Fringe on Saturday the 25th of August at 12pm, and a return to the Edinburgh Fringe on Sunday the 26th of August at 1pm. You can get tickets to both these events via our website. Until then, keep creating and sharing your stories to keep the eraser on his toes. This is the Bureau of Untold Stories. Signing off.